0: The student support services students surpass that rate each year and go on to become doctors dentists accountants and engineers they work at google apple and the ncaa they have earned phds in ivy league colleges these students go well beyond the bell tower to reach this level of success
1: hi i'm here with lakeisha george on beyond the bell tower lakeisha is one of our most applauded allotted. Um, students from Student Support Services. She graduated last year with a bachelor's in criminology, and now she's working on her master's in social work at NC State. So we're happy you didn't leave us, <laughs> Lakeisha. <laughs> I'm happy you guys count me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, we're going to learn more about Lakeisha and how she ended up um, working towards her graduate degree. And as we learn more about Lakeisha, you'll see what a, an amazing step that was for you to decide towards your graduate degree mm-hmm. um, and all of that stuff. So, Lakeisha, what do you want people to know about you? What do you think is important?
2: Um, so, first thing is, um, you know, I'm a traditional student. I come from a very small town, Beaufort, North Carolina, very small, about 4,000 people. And... Um, You know, I'm a mother of four in school, um, and the road wasn't easy, but, you know, I persevered to get through. I think one of the the things that is very important for students to know is that, you know, just having kids doesn't stop, you know, your dreams and your hopes and what you desire to do. And and they kind of pushed me to be better than what I thought I could be. And so that is something that I think is very important for people to know that you can persevere through anything, um, even through the steps that life takes you through.
1: Mm-hmm. So you actually think of being a mother through this whole process benefited you,
2: like enriched your view of yourself or your experience. I do. I think that you know, you you always look for something that gives you hope to like push through. And then you know, I have four little ones who looking at me i remember when my son who's now 12 was in um, kindergarten and people were in school and you know it was like take the parents to uh, school day and he was saying you know my mom is a donut maker and he was so proud that i was a donut (laughs) maker and i'm like wow and then other um, parents came in lawyers doctors you know um, teachers and I'm like, you know, well, I did want to go back to school. And he's like, well, Mom, you can go back to school. I was like, yeah, baby, I can, you know. And so I think that was my first step in 2009, um, just hearing him speak of like, Mom, you can do it. And then I took those steps to make that happen.
1: Yeah, no, that's great.
2: So how old were you when you – now you enrolled in community college at first? I did. So – I graduated in two thousand and one from my high school, and I went straight into community college. You know, just thinking that like, oh, I'm going to do this, but life, you know, happens, and I dropped out, um, unfortunately. But um, after I had my my son in two thousand and six, um, and then him going to school and. Um, us having that talk and me like, you know, I know I want to do more. I know I wanted to do criminal justice. That's what I was. I I want to save everyone. I want to give everyone a second chance. And then um, me having that conversation with him after the school conference and saying, like, let me go do this. And so I um, went and applied to our community college at that time and did the paperwork. And I started because I was working three jobs at the time. And I'm like, how am I going to do this? But I... I did it. I did it one class at a time. And, um, you know, because I dropped out unofficially, it was a little bit difficult for me getting back in with the financial aid thing. But I said it wasn't going to deter me from um, completing what I wanted to do. So I took one course at a time and gradually worked my way up and finished um, with associate's in art transfer student. Oh, wow. How long did it take you to get that? It took me roughly three and a half years. Um, That's not bad. I mean, that's... (laughs) (laughs) I think because I changed. I had a really good advisor. Um, I started... So when I started, um, I enrolled in their TRIO program. So we had a TRIO program at the community college. And with um, the help of the advisors and the support team and the counselors, you know, I started out saying, I'm just going to do uh paralegal is what i want to do i just want to do paralegal and my advisor at the time she was like well Lakeisha, you know why don't you try you know getting your general eds first like let's get all those done that way you know you could transfer i'm like i can't transfer you know at that time i had two children and then i end up taking custody of my um my sister's children so i had four children at the time i'm like I can't do this. And still three jobs. And still three jobs. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and three jobs. And I'm like, this lady think I can do this. Like, I can't do this. And then I just stop. She's like, let's not, let's not look at it that way. Let's see what we can do. Stop saying can't. And when I took that out, my vocabulary, like... It was amazing how, like, things transfer and um, how I transform as a person by taking, yeah, I was upset I can only take one course. And, you know, I was a little bit older than everyone, so that was kind of, like, um, you know, intimidating as well. Um, yeah, because you had been out of the school system mm-hmm. for a while.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, how did you end up, like, paying for it? Did you save up money to pay out of pocket?
2: I paid for because I was considered on academic probation, because mm-hmm. I dropped out unofficially, mm-hmm. um, I paid for one course, and then um, the the next semester I paid for another course. So for the first year, I did two cor- I did two classes, and then I took a summer course, and then after that year, I um, worked my GPA back up, because once you, when you do it unofficially, your GPA just, it just drops. Mm-hmm. So I had to work my way back up to a 2.0, and that didn't deter me. I remember... The um uh, uh, financial aid advisor saying, like, it's going to be hard, Lakeisha. Like, you know, let's just try to get it a 2.0. But that, I didn't want a 2.0. You know, I, I wanted more. And so, you know, I super succeeded that as well Um, with getting my um grades up and just staying at the the college and utilizing the resources that they had at the time, their academic support, staying in there, you know, late hours when I would get off work. And then, you know, I had good... um supervisors that worked with me as well while I was going to school. Yeah, because how did you do it all? I mean, I have no idea. <laughs> You're
1: just it's telling me and I'm exhausted. I
2: know it It really is. A, it's a system. And, and I had a great support system. I won't, you know, I can't shed light from that. I had a very, at the time, a very supportive husband. I had um, family members who stayed close by me. So I think that track at the community college was a lot easier easier for me, even though I did have three jobs. Um, my husband at the time was not working, so he was able to stay home with the kids, um, the ones that weren't in school, and then I had two that were in school, um, and then my grandmother, and um, just the community support who kind of followed me along. Yeah, and so I know like a lot of people
1: have a hard time asking for help. You know yeah. they, <laughs> yeah. You know whether they are afraid they'll be a burden, mm-hmm. whether afraid somebody's going to tell them no, you know, and they don't want to face that. Or so, what was your process of, you know, saying I'm going to do this and I'm going to need
2: all of yours help? I think personally repetition because i was that person like i don't ask anyone for help and then i saw a sign like in my advisor um office like we all need help like i don't care who you are we all need help we are a society that we depend on people and so when we look at it it's like an investment we invest into to other people and 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 wanting that return to investment is like okay you want them to succeed and i when i realized that i had a community behind me who wanted me to succeed, who wanted me to have a better life for my children and for myself i think it became easier for me to say hey can you take this one to the um to the softball practice or baseball practice or cheerleading practice and i'll meet you there and then i mean i just had a really good supportive system
1: no, that's great. And I think, don't you think that had something to do with you pursuing social work? I mean, because that's the thing is you're going to be wanting people to ask for help.
2: Right. That t- yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you have to, you know, look at that. You have to say, like, I'm trying to empower my clients, you know, and telling them it's okay to ask for help. But how can I say this if, if I wasn't, you know, taking those same um, advice for myself? So definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm now what population do you want to work with in social work so at the moment i'm trying to challenge myself i if that question were asked to me a year or two ago i would say the um criminal i want to work on recidivism so my my goal because when i graduated um, from NC State in 2016, I got the criminology degree because I was like, yeah, I want to work on the recidivism rates. I want to, um, help those who feel like they can't have a second chance. I want to empower them to let them know that you can do this. Like, even though you have these hurdles, you can still do this. So I think with that being said, it's very important for me to like expand that because, the the need changes and been in wake county i've noticed the homeless and how housing is a huge factor so i've challenged myself to work with a different population but also with implementing those who have been affected from criminal backgrounds as well but just learning how to help people who have lost all hope with the, the housing scarce in wake county so I think the population that, that's dear to my heart right now is those marginalized groups, um, you know, mostly I say um, ages 10 to 25 is kind of what I'm working with right now. Hopefully um, I'll work with older adults, but right now this is, my heart is right here.
1: No, because I think what you're, um, what you're just talking about is the people who are released from prison. They have such a hard time finding housing, right. and so they must be one of the populations that has the highest percentage of homelessness,
2: which then leads to recidivism. <laughs> I, it it, you know. it does. I mean, people. I think that when you step back and you look at the statistics, it's like. You made this mistake and then North Carolina we just recently, I don't know if you guys follow, but we just recently passed the Senate bill um, 445 that passed from House and um, state. So down North Carolina was the last state to you know raise the age. And what does that do for our um, our youth? And it's going to be a huge factor to their lives and how they can go out and be productive citizens. So it, it did bother me for so long. Other people are doing this. We see the trends from other states, but yet we we took so long to do it. But I, thankfully, you know, we do we got there. And so it, I want to help those, you know, get those expungements going and then help them be productive citizens. that you know, everyone wants to be um, work for their family. No one wants to not do it. We all make mistakes as we're younger and it shouldn't deter anyone's hope or dream from being better in your adult life or, you know, whenever you decide to make that change. Um, I definitely want to be a change agent for those.
1: Yeah, because what you're speaking about is the they've raised the age of what's considered um, an adult crime or you can't you can be charged as an adult at a certain age so in the state of
2: north carolina we we had the law which is still law it doesn't go into effect until december 1 um that um a minor age 16 or 16 and up will be could be charged with um adult charges and you know i mean statistics and psychology sociology we all know the brain doesn't develop as early as that and so I think that they have waited, but yet we we have some good results from different other counties and states. And so we now, you know, pass the law. So thankful for that. So you sound like you picked the right graduate school for
1: <laughs> what you want to do. So you feel that you never doubted the
2: graduate degree? Um, I, I never, and when I talk about support, And one of the things that I feared was I wasn't going to be able to go to grad school. I didn't see grad school in my future. I think when I initially got with TRIO at NC State, um, it was kind of hard to find a mentor for me. And so one of the things that that happens here is when you get into TRIO, you know, if you need additional support, they're very supportive and, like, guiding you with a mentor. And I paired up with um, one of the cultural diversity mentors of the university, and he cha- he changed my life. He he showed me he he believed in me more than I believed in myself. And so I thought criminology, yes, I came to NC State for a criminology degree to get my BA. That was that was huge. You know, I'm a non traditional student, first generation. That's huge for my family. And then he was like, No, we can do grad school I'm like, We can not <laughs> He's like Yeah, we can we can do grad school. You can do this, you know. Um, you're an honor student, you definitely can do it. And and what you want to do, you know, criminology is helping people. But um, he let me narrow down, like, what specific, like, what is it that I want to do? What is it I want to be a change agent for? What what desires I have? And he helped me um, utilize my resources in that way. So how
1: did you overcome, like, your own thoughts? So to trust him. So when he said, no, you can go to graduate school, and it sounds like you had never even contemplated it; right. like it was never even an option in your head, right? So how do like how does that change? How did you switch from it never occurring to you to you know a person suggesting it? You know, I'm going. Yep, I can do this.
2: I think with um my mentor, he his passion like you can tell when people are passionate about what they do, and his passion to help people to help someone who didn't believe in themselves you can you can see that and and you want to do good and so he helped me with the process I didn't know how to fill out the paperwork and I got to get all these references and refer you know it's just so much that goes into it but he broke it we broke it down in steps and once I did it within steps and like the doing the application doing my personal narrative had you know trio helped me with Um, editing the narrative and, like, helping me, like, put my words, like, making sure my words are expressed within that. I think when I saw that from him and he stayed with me through this process, how's this going? And check, don't point me. I I mean, it's like I couldn't fail. He he set up a perimeter where I could not fail. He made me feel that way, and I I believed in myself more. Now – we have a bunch of students
1: who struggle with finding a mentor Mm -hmm. like they don't know there's some barrier of putting themselves out there um and then even when they put themselves out there there may be something stopping them or of not knowing how to develop a relationship to the extent that you develop that relationship from your experience like what do you think like when a student's listening to this and they're Mm -hmm. like, yeah, but I don't have anybody. (laughs) Like, how did you, how do I go find somebody? Like, I don't even know who to ask.
2: Right. And, and I, and I had those same questions, you know, um, I'm a little bit older than the, you know, the traditional students. And so I'm like, who's going to pair with me? Who knows my struggles, uh, a a mother for who, who can do that. And I had help with trio. They kind of helped me, um, Find that mentor or you know at least give me some options and when I met with Joe when when I met with my mentor um we start off with like he calls it a cup of a cup of coffee with Joe or something like that and when we met and we talked um I just trust the process he allowed me to trust the process It's it is kind of difficult to to describe sometimes I think you just you gotta face those fears sometimes you just gotta put yourself out there and be able be open to that that change well and i have to note what you said that you listened to trio and then you took
1: action based upon what trio advised Mm -hmm. you to do
2: i did i did because you know i was like you know there's no person like i felt that you know could mentor me um within like the student population but they you know there's all kinds of mentors out here and and they they help me develop a relationship with my university to help me utilize those resources and I think when they give them to you um, it's very important that we take action ourselves too because people want to help people who's trying to help themselves as well so I I value that I value them giving me the resource and me reaching out to them and then maybe sometimes I felt like well maybe I don't want to do it and then they're you know checking back on me hey how that happened how how did things go is there anything we could do better you know just reaching out and giving that extra support to listen to the second
1: part of Lakeisha's talk go to the second episode
0: TRIO Student Support Services Program and Student Support Services STEM are federally funded college retention and completion programs. These programs focus on academic, personal, and career support for under-resourced undergraduate students. At TRIO SSS and SSS STEM, our goal is helping our students reach their goals. We are currently accepting new students to our program. Apply today! Go to www.ncsu.edu to learn more about Student Support Services at NC State.